Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Rozeal and today my special guest was Ainsley McAllister. She's the founder and CEO of Yuru Sports. She played professional field hockey for seven teams across the world and she even played for Team USA at a Junior World Cup. So Ainsley was a lot of fun to talk to. It was really interesting to hear her story and what she's doing and how she's doing it. She's helping athletes. She's created a platform that is like half Glassdoor, half LinkedIn, and allowing athletes to really be able to get out there and understand the world of international sports and and international meaning athletes here in the United States going international and then other athletes from Australia going to Belgium and, and vice versa. So it's really cool what she's building. I'm really, really grateful I had the opportunity to speak with Ainsley. So I hope you all enjoy our conversation. we we all are and that's and we're gonna roll with it we're gonna have a lot of fun today of Ainsley McAllister founder and CEO of Yuru Sports uh, founded in 2017 played professional field hockey for seven different teams across the world and including played for Team USA at the Junior World Cup thank you so much Ainsley I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight of course thanks for having me not like we have much else to do, right? No, I kid. There's still <laughs> business to be done. There's still business to be done, and we're going to find it. So, Ainsley, the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Yeah, sports really have kind of defined my social circle and really everything I've done since an extremely young age. Um, after school, after elementary school, I'd be playing soccer in the backyard with the brothers and all the guys. And um, yeah, it's just really like, it's how I found all my friends. It's opened up so many incredible doors to uh, studying and uh, scholarships. And then also just the community. The community is uh, something that you will have the rest of your life um, if you're playing or if you're not. And so I think that the biggest thing that sports actually give you is the incredible community of people. I love it. It's it's so completely true, right? Like there's so many people. All you have to do is, you know, tell someone you played, you know, whatever the sport is, or I'm just a fan of, right? Like I know a Giants fan, I know a Mets fan, and we're automatically friends yeah. in some capacity, right? Um, so I think it's, it's pretty cool kind of how sports are capable of bringing people together, really, no matter what, whatever walk of background, whatever language you speak, if you root for the same team, we can scream and yell our heads off rooting for the same team. So why the heck not, right? I love it. Um, so being a professional field hockey player, when did you start to play field hockey? Yeah, my field hockey journey is kind of like unique. I actually played three sports all throughout high school. Um, and so one of our neighbors growing up in Michigan, field hockey isn't necessarily, a, or it wasn't, it's a, a big growing sport now in Michigan, but um, it wasn't that popular of a sport. So um, my neighbor saw that I was a good athlete and he, he, he had a, like kind of made his daughter jump into field hockey as well because he saw how many opportunities you can have in uh, this sport. So, and she got a full ride to Duke. So he was just like kind of uh, helped me, guide me along my way. 
um, to kind of jump into that. Let's go Duke. I'm a big Duke basketball fan. So that's, that is fantastic. And yeah, I mean, especially, you know, in, I know field hockey is men's and women's, but it's, it's mostly noticed as a women's sport as what at least I've found. There was no male field hockey team where I'm from um, in New Jersey. I didn't really realize men played field hockey until I saw it on like the most elite levels. <laughs> Um, which right. I mean, it kind of makes sense. And it's, I know it's a lot more popular over in Europe just in general. Um, but I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you went to Michigan, so it's not like you're messing around. Duke's awesome, but it's not like you're messing around going to Michigan, right? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So field hockey is actually the third largest sport in the world, yeah. which a lot of people don't realize. And so it's a huge men's sport overseas. And so that's why actually I didn't get exposure to the kind of the the fast pace of the men's game and the difference um it's a really different game um and they I didn't really get exposure to that until after um I graduated from Michigan and when I went and played overseas and it was a really cool just eye-opening experience to um get to train with some of the men's programs as well so yeah I've been able to to have some conversations with a couple of the men on the field hockey team and it is so impressive uh what they do and then you know so unfortunate the the little amount of money they make um you know being on team (laughs) USA and what they what they need to do I know there's a gentleman who who is an assistant coach here at Rutgers for the female team um Ajay Dobwald and he's incredible such a cool guy but you know that's he has to be a coach during the off season. So that way he can train at the stadium and do everything he needs to there than to go play uh, professionally. And it's a, it's a crazy life. Um, so, you know, I, yeah. I commend you for it. So you played at Michigan, you were on team USA for a, uh, at the junior world cup. What was that like throwing on the stars and stripes? That's gotta be pretty cool. Yeah, it was a very, I mean, it was a very special moment um, to put on my Jersey um, kind of with the American flag on the front um, and be standing there while doing the anthem. Um, and I think my first cap was against uh, Germany. Um, so it was just pretty cool to kind of like really represent your country at the highest level. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, it was kind of a journey. Like this is what sports have just opened up incredible uh, doors for me. So I actually had a job all throughout the summer and I ended up making the Junior World Cup team. Um, and spending the whole summer like in Holland and Germany uh, with this incredible group of uh, 18 girls um, who were passionate about representing our country and really just seeing the world and uh, creating lifelong friendships. So it was really special. That is incredible. Congratulations. And we appreciate you, uh, you know, throwing, throwing that jersey on and representing us. I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, not too many people get to do it. Um, you know, I think that's one thing athletes always forget is, you know, when you're in it, it's just, you know, that's what you do. Uh, but, but when you kind of, you're in my position and you just get to appreciate it, I think it is, is pretty darn cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No. Thank you, Ainsley. Thank you. Um, so what, I guess, give, give us the timeline, I guess, a little bit with Team USA, which, with Michigan. Uh, where, where, did, where was the overlap? When did those kind of fall together? Yeah, actually, so um, I, the Junior World Cup was my um, junior year of Michigan, so in the summer after it. Um, and so I actually had just tapped into the U21 system um, for like the junior world cup. And so like, like I said, I had a job and I got, ended up getting pulled up like kind of last minute. Um, but then after the U 21 team, there's, uh, there was no develop U S development team at that time. So I actually like, I was a walk on at Michigan. So my skills were kind of just, I was 
growing um, and I was just getting better and better. But then I graduated and I still knew I hadn't hit my peak yet. And the national coach, uh, there was no development team in the US. Um, so he actually recommended that I go and train with one of his friends. He's an English man. So he, he recommended I go train with one of his friends in England and play uh, a short little pro, pro season over there uh, for a couple months before returning to Lancaster. But um, that journey, just kind of like that experience and taste of what playing in England uh, professionally was like, just opened my eyes to this whole world of sports that I had no idea existed. I hadn't like, didn't know that I was able, that my sport could take me around the world playing professionally. Um, I never got the opportunity to study abroad while at Michigan, um, being a D1 athlete. And so it was amazing to get to see the world. Um, every new team you went to, um, they really took you in and wanted to make that, that clubhouse would make you feel like it was your home. They wanted to show you kind of just the, the why their country and that city was so cool and why their team is the best. So really I just kind of jumped um, team to team, but um, incredible experiences overall. Um, but yeah, of the seven teams I played for really, I would probably only recommend three of them um, just because like every time you committed to a team across the world, you had absolutely no clue what you were getting into. Oh, no. um, yeah, so I have some horror stories like a, a lot of the other athletes who go on this overseas journey. So Yeah, I, I could not imagine um, just saying like, all right, I'll go play for you. And like just being able to do that. I mean, I think it, it takes uh, takes some confidence on your end. So again, that that is very impressive. And yeah, I mean, seven different teams. And, and it was a it was a couple years, wasn't it? Like over almost three years. Um, where you're kind of you know, hopping around the world a little bit. I mean, worst, worst case scenario, you got to travel and, you know, get, get to play the sport you love for a couple more years, right? So if we look at it like that, right. definitely a positive. But I can totally understand how some of these, it just doesn't, things don't mesh. I mean, especially in a sport like field hockey, as you said, it's one of the top three in the entire world. But what are, what are some of these facilities like around the world? What are some of these coaches and, and like, give us a little bit more. You don't have to give us the horror stories, not all of them. You can give us the positives too. <laughs> but like, what, yeah. what was it like just kind of, I guess, essentially getting up and just being like, all right, this season's over. Now I'm going to go, you know, play for this team in this conference in this country, uh, you know, for another couple months now. Yeah, it wasn't um, like kind of like just get up and do it. It was, it took a lot of work and uh, leg work. So I actually like every opportunity, there's no transparency and like what teams were actually looking. Um, it was really difficult to find out like what even leagues were good to play in. Um, it's like, okay, well, Australia would be an awesome place to go live. Um, the seasons alternate the, the northern and uh, southern hemisphere. So I actually chased winter for three years, basically just doing playing, playing season after season. Um, but yeah, the really every single club house is so different. Um, and every team is so different and the perks um, of why you actually going there and actually throughout the teams that I played for, I, what I was looking for in my experience changed as well. So I think as an um, athlete looking to for a new team, it's really important to know what you want out of it and then try to get transparent information on what the experience will be like. Oh, um, and that's absolutely. And yeah, I could see it being very difficult to find out exactly how it's like, unless you knew somebody that played on that team or in that league, uh, it has to be very difficult. 
yeah yeah so that's why there were just so many unknowns <laughs> so. and then so you said it changed over you know what you were looking for changed over that time period like i guess what was it in the beginning that you were you know for whatever reason chasing winter for more again more props to you man i hate winter so <laughs> you gotta do you but um no i kid uh so so what exactly were you looking for in those first you know few go arounds to then kind of what you were getting towards to the end yeah i think at the beginning, um, when I went over to England, so I was training with um, a really good elite one-on-one coach, um, and we were t- playing at the top level, um, and just I was looking for every single training opportunity I could get my hands on, um, and I wasn't aware, like, you only ended up training with this pro team two times a week. And then I would do a bunch of extra sessions. So I was, when I first went over, I was really looking for majority, like actually playing um, opportunities. And then what I realized is that um, kind of it shifted. I'm like, my sport has become this amazing vehicle for me to have these, all these, open these doors to all these other experiences. Um, so um, down the, like, I mean, then once you get team after team, you get a a better reputation and just people know you and respect you. Um, And so I was able to play for better and better teams across as well. Um, But my focus was more on what I could do outside of the field and um, that the clubhouse or the team would actually um, give me different work opportunities, coaching opportunities, mentorship opportunities, things like that. Um, And really, I was really looking for like good family clubs where it'd be a, a good community to be a part of. That is awesome. And yeah, again, like over time, obviously, you know, if you ask me what I wanted at 21, it's a little bit different now that I want at 28. And I'm sure again, same thing for you. And, you know, just kind of going through that, I feel like, you know, you're, you're on the road for two, three, four years, whatever it is, but you're living a lot, you know, it's not just like the mundane nine to five, you know, you kind of get through it. And now here's another month. I feel like you're, you're, you're experiencing so much more. You're kind of leveling up quote unquote and experience and wisdom through that time. Um, Mm -hmm. and then understanding quickly, more quickly, I don't know if that's how English works, but you're understanding yourself a little bit more to see and kind of understand what you're looking for kind of out of life. Right. Oh, absolutely. I think that was a huge, um, kind of takeaway for me is that, um, every, every single time you would learn something new, um, every experience, it's just like you, I don't know, really culturally, it was a huge immersion. Um, and, uh, we have this, uh, our, our motto at Yuru is no borders, just sports. Um, Cause we really believe that like sports, like really unite the world. It's a universal language. And so it's just like with sports, it opens up so many different cultural, like breaks down the barriers. And you just, with that, just kind of comfort and of a team pu- pushing you along. It's incredible the growth that you can experience. So. Absolutely. And as you were saying before in the beginning, you know, community was the one thing that you got out of sports the most. And it, it makes sense that now you want to kind of help those communities grow a little bit more through mm-hmm. kind of what you're doing. And I think that's really impressive. So before we hop off field hockey, was there ever a chance for you to kind of go back on to Team USA or do anything like that? Uh, you know, over after those couple years that you were you're out and about professionally? Yeah, I actually came back and um, was training with the the team and did some tryouts and and it, it's just a very different. It's amazing the U, Team USA. It just takes so much um, fully focused attention, and so it was based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, and it would have been 
three years till Olympic cycle. Um, and so I would, I'm just really this business and helping people find their dream um, playing opportunities and really help unite the world through sports has really kind of became my dream. So um, yeah, but it was, it was awesome to come back and um, just see how much it was fun to have the athletes who I played with back in the day, see how much better I'd gotten overseas and they were all just like, wow. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of cool too, to um, just have, see how much different, different of a player you are um, after the exposure to new styles and play and coaching around the world. So. Exactly. You're, you're, you're playing with all these different athletes. You're playing with all these different coaches and all these different places, and you're going to pick up things. And of course, not all of them are going to work for you, but you're able to kind of cherry pick the ideas that you like the most and the things that work best for you. You can take them back and show your old friends a little bit how much better you got. So I think that's pretty cool. Where were some of the places that you played? Again, you played in seven different teams, six different teams across the world. Where were some of these places that you, you, you played professionally? The home bases were in England and Australia. Um, and then we played like the English team. We qualified for the Europeans. So we played throughout Europe as well um, with a lot of time in Holland. So, um, yeah. That is awesome. Very yeah. jealous. Very, very envious. <laughs> uh, you obviously yeah. deserved it very much. Um, and I guess, so, so I, this is, a, I, I think this is how a transition works, going from talking about what you did to talking about what you're doing now with Yuru Sports. What, what exactly is your company? What do you do? Yeah, so we're a transparent global sports platform full of opportunities, knowledge, and community. Um, so you can kind of think of it as the LinkedIn meets Glassdoor of sports. Um, we're really focused on bringing opportunities and talent to light. Um, so we really want to help athletes know what opportunities are out there, um, no matter like what they're different. Like, like I kind of spoke on earlier, it's what your expectations and, and goals are of an athlete and what um, experience you're looking for um, and making sure they actually align so that teams can find great talent and athletes can find amazing opportunities. And so. I think it is, you know, as you were talking about before, you had no idea what the international scene really looked like until after mm -hmm. you left college. Um, and my understanding is you want to help people understand that, you know, especially, you know, we'll start with field hockey. I know volleyball is something you guys pay attention to a lot over there as well as there's this entire, just because it's not super popular here in the United States does not mean it's one of the most popular sports around the rest of the world. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, our next sport is going to be basketball. It's a huge women's sport overseas as well. With uh, Actually, most of the WNBA players go and play seasons overseas as well. Uh, there's a really large structured uh, um, basketball league. And so we're really excited to move into that and have some really great ambassadors um, and kind of, uh, yeah, pushing, our, leading the way for that. So I love it. And where does, so two questions where does the name come from and where does the idea come from for this yeah so the name um yuru is maori the language of new zealand and it means access and community um and so really uh, our, that's exactly what our platform brings to the sporting world it brings access to opportunities and then community um that actually helps bring this transparency into the sporting world um, and so this whole idea came from my own experience and it was really something that I wish that I had had as an athlete um, and when I was playing my second season in Australia I kept getting reached out to by fellow teammates from 
the US and England and saying, hey, can you help me find a team to play for? And so I was really passionate about, okay, if I'm bringing them over here, I'm not going to place them to just any team. Like I want them to have a great experience. And so I started researching kind of different teams and reaching out to other athletes who've played there before to get their input. And then I'd reach out to the coach and be like, hey, so-and-so is a forward. They're looking to play this season. Here's the highlight reel of them. And I kind of like formatted this thing and would send it to them. And it was just because I wanted to help people have amazing experiences um, through sport. And then the coach would come back with me and be like, oh, she looks awesome. Uh, We'll keep her in mind for the next season. Actually, this year we need a defender. And so I actually, with that, I was like, whoa. So then I actually just started reaching out to my networks and being like, hey, does anyone who is a defender want to play like in Australia? And then it started this like two-sided market. I was like, wow, there's so many teams that are actually looking for talent and so many athletes who would jump at it if they knew, but there's no actually – connection um platform so that's what we're bringing to that's awesome so you're bringing the talent who wants to play somewhere with the coaches and the teams that need people to play and again there is there's very clearly a miscommunication or or no communication somewhere along there and you guys are kind of filling that hole i think that's absolutely fantastic and also very nice of you just to kind of bring your friends over um you're having such a good time hey why don't you guys come have a good time with me as well i love that yeah (laughs) and then kind of selfish (laughs) well yeah i guess that's true but hey that we all have to be selfish every once in a while there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) and i guess with with creating yuru and and creating this platform as you called it what um did you did you always want to be an entrepreneur was that kind of in your blood i know a lot of athletes do but was that something that you kind of aspired to or was it this kind of came first and you're like let's just see what happens (laughs) i actually was all kind of like end up with a job in medical device sales and then was on like the pre-med track um, before like after graduating from Michigan so when I got that call to go play in England it kind of completely shifted my life trajectory (laughs) Um, but looking back now I really pursued medicine because it was kind of our family path and uh, it's what I knew I love the human body I think it's fascinating but I didn't really explore entrepreneurship and business Um, and if I look at what I've done I've started like different organizations all my whole life. So I started a, a group in college called Athletes for Community Transformation that was really about helping athletes have intentional um, impact while at their university. So they have four years there. So it's like, what impact can you make? Um, and so like, I just, it kind of, it was in my blood and I just didn't realize it mm-hmm. until I went overseas and saw this huge hole. And I was like, this is going to exist in five years. So why not be the ones to make it happen? I love it. it. And with internet and with everything that we possible, you can pretty much do anything at this point. No, no, nothing's holding you back. So if you can find a way to do it, um, get it done. And as you said, so my next question was, did you you always want to work in sports? So it sounded like you always wanted to work with people in some capacity. Medical device sales is relatively entrepreneurial. Most salesmen, they kind of have to have that, that in their blood to go get it. But um, was, was working in sports growing up, was that ever something that like, hey, this would be pretty cool if I could get to it? I mean, I think sports was always something I loved to do, but I, I think it was more of a hobby than a, even thinking of considering it as a career path. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my degree in, at University of Michigan was movement science, um, just because it was all about like the human body. Um, and so the, I took some really cool sports classes as well. And so that kind of opened up my mind to that as well. But I loved kind of the human body. I'm just always intrigued by it. So, yeah. 
It does some crazy stuff. I really don't know how or why it works, but I appreciate you for knowing and uh, I'll let you keep doing your thing. So what, uh, with, so you kind of explained what you were doing. How are you taking that to the masses? Because it sounded like it was, hey, I have a friend. Hey, I know this coach. I'm going to put you guys together. How are you able to do that at such scale now? Right. And so that's where actually like technology is incredible, right? So it's actually... Um, our our computer system will be smarter than any agent or um, one individual will have because there'll be way more connections, way more knowledge, way more people who've played there before, leaving references and trans- creating this transparency. Um, and so, actually, what happens is like teams make prof- have profiles and they can actually post a position saying that, "Hey, I'm looking for a." a forward. I'm able to offer this salary. These are the season dates. These are when you have to apply for. These are the visas that we can support. These are the extra things that we can add on. Um, if it's a, a master's degree um, scholarship, if it's different like job opportunities, internships, etc. Um, and then actually the athletes have on the other side of the marketplace have profiles that showcase themselves, um, highlight reels, uh, a detailed resume that have like uh, a full checks and balances and feedback where, from their coaches and they can apply directly to the positions. So um, then all the recruiting and connecting happens through our platform. So it's like a mix of like Indeed and LinkedIn. Yeah, we say Glassdoor and LinkedIn. Gla- okay, just, yeah, that's better. Yeah. Glassdoor is better than Indeed. I take that one back. Yes, you're right. Glassdoor <laughs> and LinkedIn. And yeah, I remember you did, now that you said Glassdoor, you did actually say that right in the beginning. So I'll take the L on that one. But I think that is, uh, I think that's just really cool and really understanding of what we are possible, what, what, we, what humans are capable of doing with the internet now. Because any of these girls, any of these guys, however it works, can go and find a potential landing spot. And, and as you said before, you know, in the beginning, you were looking to continue to play and get better and get better. And then while it kept going on, you're like, well, now I want to utilize this as an opportunity to just see the world and go see all these other places. So all these people now have the same opportunity you did because you came up with this idea. And I think that that is absolutely fantastic. Ainsley. I think it is just so cool. Oh, and, thank you. And, and how so so over the last couple of years of putting this together, I mean, what it's obviously evolved, right? You didn't, you know, <laughs> the developers didn't make what it looks like today. Like how has it evolved over these last couple of years and really start to see how many more successes you're having and helping place people all around the world? Yeah. Well, when I first initially launched this, I thought it was going to mostly be like post-collegiate athletes to overseas, like U S athletes to overseas opportunities. But actually like we've placed 280 athletes and the majority of those have been from like Australia to Belgium, Japan to Argentina. So it's every which way, um, because it's, yeah, the the talent is universal. Um, and also there, we got a huge demand from actually overseas talent, um, into the U S college system. So we've been NCA cleared. And so we've started placing athletes that way as well. And with that, it's just brought exposure to us disrupting kind of the the college setup. So we've actually placed athletes in their uh, summer uh, semesters uh, with opportunities and internships overseas. And then we're helping place people younger and younger. So it's really becoming like a um, information for like transparent information for anyone 13 and up who are aspiring athletes um, to know what opportunities are out there um, and get 
Um, so we have this like community portal, like if you think of it as like the LinkedIn community feed and we have our ambassador program uh, who 11 of them are going to the Tokyo Olympics and they're all tracking their careers. And a lot of them have are posting updates regularly about what they do on the regular to get to that level. And so that's creating a really cool community atmosphere um, on our platform. And it's getting athletes to actually see what it's like to play in Belgium um, and things like that. So that's incredible. Oh my goodness. Uh, shout out to those girls for doing what they do. I think that is fantastic. Girls and guys? Girls and guys. Girls yeah. and guys, even better. Yeah. Shout out to all of them for what they're doing yeah. and, and showing their journeys. Again, I, I have a very soft spot for Olympians. So I think that that is absolutely fantastic. And uh, that's my favorite part about them. It's their stories. It's what they do on a daily basis. You know, we see them once every four years, but you know, it's way cooler to actually see what they're going through and kind of get a good understanding. So I think that's great. And it really does, as you said, gives people an understanding of what they need to do to become better. Um, and again, I think it's awesome how it went from what you assumed it was going to be, which is, you know, helping talent here in the U.S. go everywhere to now it's, it's global. You know, as you said, Australia to Belgium, Japan, Korea, over, you know, into other places in Europe. Sure. And when did you notice that that, was, that could have been like, like, when did the assumption of this is going to be U.S. talent to overseas become finally, wait a second, like we've done something so much bigger than we thought? Um, it was actually kind of, I mean, it was before I actually pitched the idea because I was, when I was playing in Australia for the second season, uh, one of my teammates was uh, Japanese in Australia and she wanted to go play in England. And so that's a place that I had tons of connections in. And so I was like, wow, if you actually think about it now that my network, it, it's still reliant on my, like my connections at that time were still reliant on who I knew. Um, but I was like, think about this. If everyone together pulled together their information and their connections, how much more powerful would that be and these recommendations be? Um, and so I just started kind of brainstorming and sitting on that and talking. Then I, I kept playing overseas um, professionally for a little bit of time to kind of run this idea by everyone and see about the need. And it was so cool because everyone has their own journey um, and story and somehow where they wish they had had different information or people to talk to if it's even overseas or if it's a local team trying to make a, a decision, you know? So it's just, um, yeah, it's, it was really cool. I was like, wow, this, just this sports global sports hub is really needed. So it's completely needed. And I think it is so cool. And, and when it first started, um, you know, let's chicken or egg this, was it going out to teams and saying, Hey, like, all these players that are interested or was it going out to players saying hey I have all these connections with all these teams like how did that the the network um, really start to grow itself obviously with your help a little fertilizer at first and then watching it grow organically really which side kind of took advantage of it the most yeah that's a tough one it's really two-sided and so we've been really focusing on serving both um I once I would kind of serve one athlete really and focus on making sure they had the best opportunity. But with that, I would send it out to like 25 programs that I thought might be a good fit um, based on like research I'd do and people I'd talk to. And so then all of those, those teams were then aware of us and then be like, I'd say follow up with, okay, well, if she's not a good fit, are you looking for anyone else? So it kind of just kind of, snowballed mm -hmm. like that yeah that's so. really interesting and then i guess on on the platform itself um how how many so you've placed 280 athletes are you allowed to tell mm -hmm. us you know how many profiles you have on there how many teams um 
are are integrated into the system currently? Yeah, we have 2,800 members right now from 28 different countries. And we have, we're working with uh, 320 teams right now. And so 25 of those are like top NCAA college programs. Um, And yeah, so we're growing and we can't wait to kind of beautify our product. And really that's like our next step and really create this viral, um, add viral features that where teams want to add their athletes and get recommendations and references from them and vice versa for the the, um, athletes. That is very, very cool. And how many, so obviously we've been talking mostly about field hockey this whole time. I know you guys have relationships in volleyball as well. As you said, you're going to start doing basketball. Are those the three sports you're focusing on the most? Are there more sports in the pipeline that you guys are interested in kind of tapping into at this point? Yeah, there's, um, (laughs) we've got demand from, I mean, really every sport. So uh, there's been a lot of demand from basketball, um, obviously, because we're moving into that next. And then baseball, volleyball, there's been like different one-off sports like uh, water polo, (laughs) lacrosse, rugby is a huge one um, and it's growing. So that's a really great one there. I mean, it's really everything. Tennis, um, we're kind of more focused on the team sports, but Mm -hmm. And that, and that makes sense. I mean, the, the more opportunities they are for, for athletes, the more athletes will most likely sign up for the platform, right? It's like a pretty, it makes the most sense because tennis, it, I'm sure there's a lot of things you guys can do, but again, you guys have to make sure you're, you're thriving and you're, you're figuring out. And I guess, um, how, how do you guys make money? Is it on the placement? Is it on, you know, is it a subscription for the athletes, for the programs? How exactly does that aspect of it work? Yeah, so we have been doing it as like a consultant model so far and just like helping people um, supply them with valid information and connections. Um, and now it's, it's as we're beautifying the product and shifting everything into technology, it's going to like a two-sided subscription model. Okay. So where athletes and teams unlock like the full recruitment portal. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Cause obviously in tech, you guys have to make money that way you can continue to help people. Right. It's just one of, the, <laughs> right. one of those easy things. Um, I'm always yeah. curious about that. And um, so what is it like being a female founder for a sport tech company? How, how have you, how has that been going so far? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, interesting. I've, I guess I've never, I grew up in Ann Arbor where there's a lot of women CEO founders. Um, and so I guess I've, this has been a, a place where I've been a, a minority in most rooms, like in sports tech. Um, I'm typically one of the only women presenting or pitching. Um, but it's, it's, I don't think of it as a negative. I think of it as kind of a, a just a unique asset. Um, and so it's been incredible, the different women who have rallied behind me because I mean, it isn't easy. (laughs) Um, it takes, it takes a lot to be taken seriously, I think. And, um, but I do think it is, it's women's sport right now. It's a huge time for the fight of equality in women's sports and, uh, women in business. And so it's, it's a good time. It's, uh, yeah, we're out here making our mark. So as you should be, I I mean, I, I, if you got a good idea, you got a good idea. I don't care who you are, or what you do, or however it works. But um, you know, I think it, again, I think your idea is really, really cool, and I'm glad I get the opportunity to ask you some questions about it. Um, and yeah, I, it is interesting. Obviously, I, I I go to a lot of networking events. Being in sports, it's it seems like a big community, but the more people you meet, the re, the the quicker you realize it's relatively small. And um, at most of the sport tech events that I do end up going to, it is mostly males, but 
I, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of see a fresh face every once in a while, especially if you got, again, a really great idea and you're able to go up there and kick ass, like, let's get it Ainsley, whatever you need from me. I'll rock and roll right behind you. I think it is fantastic. Yeah. I've um, had some really special, like kind of mentors as well, who've taken me under their wing, who's been like uh, women in sports. So I think it's also like kind of as everyone's rallying behind each other, um, and it's not only women who are supporting me, it's men who just want to see you succeed as well. Like I, I, the support that I've had, um, of people who want to see this take off. And it, I mean, it's, it's really helping kind of unite the world through sports. So, um, there's uh, sports are something that people love and community. So I think it's a, it's a win-win, you know, again, we're both wearing Mets jerseys. We're both friends. <laughs> You're wearing a Phillies Jersey. I don't care who you are. I'm going to hate you. That's just kind of how it works. You know, we got to be <laughs> honest awesome. with ourselves and that's just kind of how it works. So I think it is great. And again, you know, hopefully you know, <laughs> the, the stigma of, you know, just any of that, dumb sexist stuff goes away eventually uh you know i will do my best i don't know how much or or how little i can or cannot do but at the same time i like your idea i'm glad i got you on to talk about a little bit and we get to uh chat some more so i think it is fantastic and uh, again the idea is great so i don't think it matters who you are i think just keep rocking and rolling ainsley and we'll, we'll get this thing going so um one thing i always like to make sure that we touch upon during these shows, I always want to make sure the viewers and the listeners are getting something, some really good concrete evidence out of it. And, you know, I think it's awesome how you started this. You saw, you clearly saw a hole. There was a hole, there was a problem, and you were able to solve it through doing what you were doing before. And now you're using technology to increase it. What, what is the mindset that you're employing now to make sure that this thing doesn't just stop here? It doesn't just, you know, kind of peter out or, or plateau. You really do take this thing to the absolute top where Yuru is synonymous with Glassdoor, it's synonymous with LinkedIn and kind of what you're doing and how you are creating that global sports community. Right. So I actually have been really lucky. We got uh, invited to pitch at the NBA All-Star game in Chicago. Um, So we presented there and then that opened the doors to present at the um, Stanford Business School Sports Innovation Conference. So we presented there and then that just being uh, presenting at those conferences have opened the doors to incredible business um, relationships and mentorship. Um, so I actually have been like meeting with people within the CEO of Glassdoor and people like that who have been so incredible to actually take me under their wing. And like, we really want to set ourselves up as not just a sports business, but actually a, a, a thriving business uh, who works in sports. So exactly yeah that's that's the thing everybody everybody's got a great idea it's until you execute it and understanding that there's you know sports is awesome right we all love it that's why we do this but at the same time just the opportunity and understanding that this is a business um you know this isn't a game right there's a little bit of competition involved of course but you know making sure that you're a thriving successful business that works in sports is normally the best way to go about it sometimes i forget that with my business um which is a good <laughs> yeah, thing, it's- bad thing i guess at times and I, i'm you know i'm sure you might have once or twice but again with your mentorship and everyone that's on your side i think it is awesome so as you said one of the next things that's coming up is uh, beautifying the the um the software and kind of as you said uh, viral was thrown somewhere in there you know how many more buzzwords can we get right now i kid i kid <laughs> what are what are some of like the immediate steps coming up that you guys are really trying to focus on um be that you know adding a new sport like basketball or, or like what are some of these immediate things i guess over the next six to 12 months that you guys are focusing on over there yeah so we're 
using our own round of funding of a million and that will really help us just like beautify our product, um, really grow and prove out our model within the field hockey um, platform and then really launch into basketball. And so we've already started establishing the relationships of our ambassador team in basketball. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's really kind of our three main things that we'll be focusing on in this, the next 12 months. So love it. And hopefully it works. Who are some, <laughs> no, I won't, who are some of the players you get like Maya Moore and Brianna Stewart or no, I kid, you probably can't tell us that yet. Anyway, yeah, we, we can't announce yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what, if, what if I waited to release this until you announce it Would that maybe, you know, get the inside scoop? No, I kid, I kid. Um, and then, so, so that's what the next like 12 to, uh, you know, six to 12 months looks like, but what is the pie in the sky? What is, you know, when you're, you know, shaking everyone's hands saying, thanks for, you know, a great 40 years, guys, what is, what is this potential product look like? And, and what has it been able to do up to this point? Yeah, I think it really opens up and makes athletes dream and helps them make it a reality. Um, so I, our big thing is right now, athletes don't know about what opportunities are out there um, that their sports can really open the doors to, like free master's uh, programs all around the world, things like that, um, and just really helps them achieve it's going to be just this fully united platform um, of global opportunities, community, and knowledge. So, I love it. Community. It's been the obvious theme of this entire episode, and I love it, and it makes sense. It's something <laughs> yeah. that's important to you and me, and obviously that's how sports are built. So, Ainsley, anything else? That's about all I got. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Jeez. It's always fun to chat about this. Pleasure <laughs> all mine. Yeah. I get to ask you interesting questions about a really cool business and yeah, that's all I did today. What could be, could it be worse? I don't think so. Um, Ainsley McAllister, <laughs> CEO of Euro Sports. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Ainsley McAllister. As I said, she was awesome. She was so much fun to get to talk to and get to hang out with and understand exactly how she's doing, what she's doing. It was super fun. So please, please, please follow her. Everything is in the show notes. Please follow us as well. I'm sure some of that stuff is somewhere. And if you could, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be super, super duper helpful. So thank you all so much, and I hope you make it a wonderful day. Yes.